0: Retired General Keith Alexander on collective defence, current insights on new payment industry fraud schemes, and the ISMG edit team gives the lowdown on RSA 2020 highlights. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. Another year, and another RSA conference is nearly in the bag for the ISMG team theme of the human element for RSA this year was extremely apt, both in terms of the numerous sessions and discussions at the conference, but also in the ever present concerns relating to the spread of COVID 19. That, however, didn't impact ISMG's interview schedule, with well over 100 interviews conducted with a cast of characters covering the entire gamut of the cybersecurity industry, a proverbial who's who in the cyber zoo. Later in this podcast, myself and other members of the on site editorial team. We'll discuss some of our key takeaways from discussions and interviews we've had but first up is an excerpt from an interview that ismg's svp of editorial tom field conducted with retired general keith alexander where he discusses the definition
1: of collective defense there's two analogies that i would give you for collective defense the first is if you think about collective defense and you think about air traffic control when you flew out here the radars created a picture It allowed your plane to be seen seamlessly as it crossed the the country. In that regard, you had a good picture of what's going on because the radars share information at network speed. In cyber, each company works by itself and shares what's important, but you don't get the whole picture, so you don't see what's going on. So we want to change that. And so from our perspective, collective defense is – Imagine 90 companies all with 10 people. Today, those 10 people defend their company and do as much as they can in a day. Now, take the other 89. Let's take all 900 people and work them together so that they can see the events that are hitting all of them. 900 people working together will accomplish more than 10 working by themselves. And the power of the network can be realized in doing something like that. Imagine the big shift that we have. So there's a couple things that you have to do to make that work in terms of technical observations of the network traffic, in terms of visualization and bringing all this together. But when you do that, it will change the way we defend our country, our allies, our states, our sectors, and individual companies. I think that's the journey that we're on, and we need to do it. Imagine, you know, if you think about this, in talking to a series of bank directors, when you think about the fact that the amount of information is doubling every year, the number of devices going on a network is increasing exponentially, the types of protocols and other things, all this is coming together. Your security ops center people don't double every year, so their workload is doubling every year. How do you keep up with it? And the answer is they don't. So we look at them. When something happens, we beat them up. We have to invest in them. So you have two opportunities. Double your security ops center every year or do collective defense and go get a 90 times improvement right away. So a board, the C-suite, I think will see the opportunity to make that shift. It's the future. Even the biggest companies are going to have to do something
2: like that. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news.
0: Another interesting area of discussion at RSA this year was the use of biometrics in banking and payments for fraud mitigation. And I got to sit down with Robert Capps, New Data Security's Vice President of Marketplace Innovation. New data was acquired by MasterCard in 2017, and therefore Robert's lens on the world is very much focused on what is happening in the payment fraud landscape. I asked him what new types of fraud are bubbling to the surface in 2020.
2: Here he is. Automation, um, yeah. with the number of data breaches we see on a daily basis, you just pick up the newspaper, or people, do people read newspapers anymore? Allegedly, <laughs> you pull Allegedly up the iPad. Freedom. Yeah, okay. you pull up the iPad and you hear about the latest data breach. Um, People are just, they're used to this. Every single day there's a release. Well, on the backside, as we look at how this data is being used, we're seeing more and more use of the stolen credential data to try and access consumer accounts Mm -hmm. and to try and create new accounts under consumers' names using their credit, using their reputation, what have you. What we've really seen is that most organizations have now deployed technologies for basic automation detection. So um, those attacks are really high speed. There's not a lot of attempt to hide the volumes of attack traffic. Um, Most organizations have technologies in place to resolve those issues. And so we've seen a movement over the last six to eight months of of consumer account attacks going from High-speed automation to very nuanced attacks. Mm. Very low speed. They're not using the same data points over and over again. They're they're spreading their traffic out across a large volume IP addresses. Mm. Um, they're actually executing things like JavaScript, and they're cl- and they're allowing collection of typomatic telemetry and mouse movements and other behavior elements, so that those transactions look a lot more human. Um, and so organizations that don't have more advanced techniques looking at those data points don't have the protections some of the organizations that mm-hmm. do have them deployed, have out there.
0: And you're seeing that primarily in, uh, I guess, account takeover, fraud type situations. Account takeover. Or synthetic new,
2: identity fraud. and synthet- Yeah, new yeah. account fraud. Because yeah. um, it's synthetic as well as real identity yeah. theft. So. And
0: I mean, no, I, believe as well. Some of these are in it for the long haul as well. I mean, they're they're <laughs> yeah. developing synthetic identities over, you know, years.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So so that's that's an emerging area. Um, but it does require a lot of investment. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about stolen data, it has a defined shelf life before it starts to become stale. Mm-hmm. And that data gets cycled out as people are aware of it, the attacks and it gets used at the places where it's valid. Okay. Um, Things like synthetic identity attacks are really about the long game, creating an identity that will be durable, Mm. that will allow you to build, build, build that credibility until you get to the point where you have a breakout fraud, where it's tens of thousands of dollars Mm. of loss. And finally,
0: myself and the ISMG team are all still at the RSA conference and continuing to conduct interviews even as I speak. But after three days in a tally of over 100 discussions recorded, we have a fairly good overview of the key themes for 2020. Following yet another magnificent breakfast at Mel's Diner this morning, myself and the other on-site editors sat down to compare notes. Here's our collective thoughts. Hello, this is Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group, and I'm joined by the rest of the editorial team on-site at the RSA 2020 conference. Uh, We have, obviously, Scott Ferguson, we have Tom Field, and we have Matthew Schwartz. Gentlemen, morning. Morning, Nick. Good morning, Nick. So, uh... The conference theme this year—I say always has a theme. The conference theme this year has been the human element. What sessions have you seen? What key themes have you come across that probably tie into that overall arching umbrella theme of the human element? Okay.
3: Well, I'll, I'll go first, Nick. Um, you know, I think a lot of it for me was um, leading up into November, so election security. Uh, Christopher Krebs was here. Um, he did a main keynote. He touched on a lot of themes related to what his organization is going to be doing in, into the lead up. The organization being CISA. CISA. Right. The organization being uh, CISA and, and Department of Homeland Security, uh, what they're doing to work up towards the 2020 election to sort of cut down on some of those issues we saw in 2016. So that's also working with a lot of state and local uh, officials to get that done. Um also sat through another panel. Uh, where they were talking about, you know, machine uh, machines in elections, uh, securing voting machines, securing the apps that are that are coming up there. And, you know, over and over again, even though there was technical discussions, a lot of it focused on, you you know, how people interact with this sort of technology, you know, getting your paper ballots, having backups, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So I mean, nothing much more human than democracy. Exactly right. Okay. very good. Tom, yourself.
3: Yeah, for me, it wasn't attending sessions. It was sitting in our studios where we had literally scores of people coming through and talking about different topics. On theme with the human element, I would say the predominant message was about the insider threat, not the malicious threat, but the accidental insider who makes a mistake or is taken advantage of. I see organizations awakening to this becoming a bigger issue for them and looking for
4: ways to address that.
0: Wonderful. And Matt, yourself.
4: A lot of lot of great themes this year. I mean, on the human element, one of the big ones I'd say is zero trust. That was a huge theme that we heard talked about, and of course, there's a human element involved in that. Securing the organization as humans bring in all their different devices, connect in all their different ways. I think with the human element, there was also kind of an intentional connection with the news of the day with the coronavirus. Absolutely. And that being a wild card maybe not, obviously not just with cybersecurity implications and that you know, the industry is here and the biggest conference of the year, there was definitely some impact in attendance mm-hmm. and with the energy of some of the events, I think. But and Matt, is it
3: fair to say that we walk out of here with zero trust being the official buzzword of RSA 2020?
4: It seems to be. I mean, it was previewed, I think, as being what was going to be the big thing. And of course, marketing budgets got behind that. So you go onto the exhibits floor and you see a lot of zero trust. I've been hearing a lot of zero trust in the studio and in a good way, I think in a much more articulate and detailed way, not just about the concept, but about how you make it actionable and useful, which is obviously where okay. we need to get to with anything. We that with threat intelligence. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we're now seeing it more with zero trust.
0: And certainly we've seen zero trust in handshakes
4: this year. That's true, yep. Uh, fist bumps, unfortunately, seem to be up e- a bit. Even elbow
0: bumps, they seem uh, yeah, to be elbow dead.
4: bumps, exactly. A little, little bit of a wave. Also on the trust front, supply chain was a huge theme this year right. at RSA. There has been a lot of discussion about Huawei, and there was a wonderful panel with Bruce Schneier, uh, Huawei's Andy Purdy, also the Defense Department's CISO for acquisitions, Katie Arrington, Uh, among others, and they were talking about the difficulty of the Huawei debate. Schneier said something fascinating, which was, supply chain is impossible to secure. Mm. Unless you own the software, the hardware, every aspect, you can't secure it. He said there's been a push to say, well, maybe Cisco is the answer or Ericsson. They don't build their equipment domestically. It's all manufactured. In China.
0: And it, it might be, very, again, back to the coronavirus. I don't want to bang on about that too much, but that does tie into exactly what we might be seeing. Is there something of a breakdown potentially in the components of that supply chain based on...
4: Apple's already <clears throat> reported that they think they're not going to be able to meet their manufacturing targets mm-hmm. for iPhones, for example, yes. So Microsoft, if- Microsoft,
0: too,
3: also came out in the statement yesterday that they're also falling behind on some of their... Uh, projections for, for the next quarter coming up. So that was uh, big news that broke uh, late, late in the
0: show there. So. so, so a very human element again is actual uh, biology. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, gentlemen, uh, thanks so much. It's been a wonderful week working with you all. Um, shall we commit acts of journalism again next year? Always looking forward to it. Very good. That's it for this week's ISMG security report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time.